Welcome to the JJ Virgin Lifestyle Show with celebrity nutrition expert, fitness hall of famer, and four-time New York Times best-selling author, JJ Virgin. JJ is a warrior mom whose knowledge and expertise have helped change hundreds of thousands of lives with over 3.5 million podcast downloads and appearances on Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, The Today Show, Rachel Ray, Larry King Live. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This show is about you, not about me. I want to help you find practical, real-world ways to dial in your health and mindset so you can finally lose that weight and feel strong and energized. Stop settling for less than your personal best. It's time to find out how to look and feel better than ever. And I'll be right here with you the whole way. Hey, it's JJ. Welcome to the podcast. I have got a treat for you today. It's a delicious one. I've got my pal Magdalena Shalaski, and uh, I'll give you extra bonus points and a gift if you can figure out how to spell her name. I've known Magdalena now for a couple years. She has a super cool niche. She is the author of the book, Cooking for Hormone Balance, and she has a company, Hormones Balance, and it is a nutrition coaching practice where she helps women rebalance their hormones with food and herbs. And what's super cool is this all came, she'll tell you her story of how this came to be, but she makes the most delicious stuff, but it all has this therapeutic effect. So if you're dealing with any... Um, thyroid issues, adrenal issues, hormonal issues, anything going on with blood sugar, insulin, any liver stuff, anything going on with estrogen dominance, you're probably like, yes, yes, and yes. You know, maybe you got hot flashes or you're cold or you're constipated. Hey, you are going to want to listen to this podcast because she's going to show you how to use foods that you would typically be eating, um, how to incorporate those in to really change the way that you look and feel. So it's really exciting stuff here. And she also has an amazing guide for you. We'll be talking about that, but you'll be able to grab that in all the show notes. We always have awesome show notes at jjvirgin.com forward slash HB for hormone balance. All righty, welcome to the show, Magdalena. I am so happy to have you with me. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here, JJ. I'm a little jealous because uh, for everyone listening, Magdalena is in Italy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're doing food research there, <laughs> right? I am together with skiing and, and working on my book, but yes. <sighs> One of these days, that's what I want to do. Park myself in foreign countries and um, write great recipes for everybody. So we're going to dive in because you have such an interesting angle of cooking for hormone balance. And I'd love to know how you got into this. Yeah, you know, it's a very personal story. And I think a lot of people who are really, really passionate about what they do is always starts with our own story of some kind of a disaster. And, you know, mine... I started off pretty much from the first diagnosis in my late 20s with Graves' disease, which is an autoimmune disease that causes hyperthyroid, so overactive thyroid function. And not having done anything about addressing the root causes of that autoimmune problem, I went eight years later, I was then diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease. This is, you know, and this was all based on feeling incredibly fatigued, having memory losses, started putting on weight. Um, not being able to get up in the morning, you know, from bad, terrible mood swings. And so, so 
you know, it, and the diagnosis was on one hand really scary, but also it was very, I felt so helpless because back then, this is in 2008, you know, back then there was no resources like we have today about, about um, autoimmunity, about thyroid problems. I most certainly had estrogen dominance going on based on my symptoms, such as terrible PMSs, and most likely adrenal deficiency or adrenal exhaustion from having a very stressful job and being on the road a lot. I, w- I used to work in a regional job and you know travel um, a lot. And, and so that was, you know, there was just a perfect storm that just finally created the diagnosis that led to the diagnosis. Um, and, um, you know, fast forward really 10 years later, as a 45-year-old woman, I feel better than I have ever felt in my life. I feel better than when I was 25 years old when I used to, you know, I used to walk around with a bloated belly and having cystic acne and horrendous headaches. And by the way, Magdalena, so here I am, I'm 25, like, I'm not 25 now, I'm 54 now, but when I was 25, I had the same stuff going on and I was a fitness instructor and studying nutrition and I had cystic acne. And I remember someone actually asking me, I was walking through a department store in my workout clothes, right? And they asked me what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I was like, um, ah, right. So, you know, I'm hearing all this and, you know, sadly enough, your story is pretty common and still common today. So it's super cool that you're able to turn it around with food and not just that you were able to, but now that you've been able to do this with loads of people, because I know you have lots of uh, success stories with using just, and it's not like it's weird food either. It's like totally yummy food that you've been doing here. Absolutely. Stuff that you can get from a grocery store on a daily basis. But also I want to mention on this, you know, you said the healing journey, I think it's also really important to always remember that my healing journey might be different from somebody else's healing journey, right? Because we all have different triggers. And so that was the reason why I went to nutrition school is to really understand what triggers different people's diseases and conditions, especially when it comes to hormonal imbalances. And we all have a slightly different story, although many of them are, you know, the underlying causes can be really nailed down to probably like the big five issues or so. But it's, that's such a great point because I think everyone's looking for the answer. Mm. And the real deal is we have to be our own personal health detective, learn to recognize symptoms connect the dots between, you know, what we're eating and how we feel, right, to really be able to optimize the right diet for us, which is, I know you go through in your book, Cooking for Hormone Balance. So I just, I love that you're doing that. Now, you kind of threw out a term I just want to jump in on, which is estrogen dominance. Just in case people don't know what it is, if you can just yak about that. And I also want to bring up a big myth out there about um, people who have this, and some of the foods they should be avoiding, especially things like flaxseed. So you can just jump on both those. Yeah, let's awesome. talk about that. I have to tell you, this is one of my favorite. This is actually my favorite uh, hormonal imbalance because it is so common amongst women. And yet so many of us do not realize that we actually have it. So estrogen dominance basically means that you have too much of not just estrogen, but the wrong kind of estrogens. And so what happens is kind of interesting in the body is that we produce different forms of estrogens. Some of them are protective and some of them are antagonistic. And when I say antagonistic, it means that they are the aggressive form of estrogens that are causing a lot of the symptoms, such as the PMSs and growth of fibroids and the growth of fibrocystic breasts. Even estrogen receptor positive breast cancers are also fueled by the wrong kind of estrogens. 
you know, infertility, um, also having first cycle miscarriages, um, having, you know, swollen uh, limbs around your cycles, right? Like you can't take off your ring, you know, that moment, that is also, could also be estrogen dominance. Um, but also things like, you know, cellulite for that matter, or fat that accumulates around our hips and butts, and we just can't shake it off no matter what we do, that can also be estrogen dominant. So you can see a lot of symptoms. And so the wrong kind of estrogen can be fueling it. But also what can happen is that estrogen gets broken down to what's called a metabolites. And that happens in the liver and in the gut. And, you know, depending on how healthy our digestion and how well functioning our liver is, that balance of those broken down metabolites can either be very protective and great for us, make us feel wonderful, or we can be producing too many of those bad metabolites, which again are causing the symptoms that I just mentioned. Does that, is that a good explanation? That's a great one. Yes. So, so what do we do with that since it is so prevalent? And, and, and again, the one that I get asked a lot on Facebook is, okay, but I've got, I've got estrogen dominance. I can't put the flax seeds in my yeah, shape. That's a really good, right. And it makes sense, right? Because you know, flaxseed is one of the highest foods, it is actually the highest food when it comes to phytoestrogen. So it's a naturally occurring estrogen that resembles our own produced estrogen in a woman's body. So you think, well, if I'm estrogen dominant, why on earth would I be putting in more estrogen, right? Total sense. The answer to this mm -hmm. is that, like I mentioned before, actually, we do need estrogens. And so uh, the estrogen coming from flaxseed is the good type. But not only that, Flaxseed skews the balance between the positive and the negative or the, the antagonistic estrogen, the way they basically get broken down in the liver. Flaxseed can make a huge impact in skewing the balance towards the positive side. So it's the safer side of estrogens. You know, and that is that is hugely important. And not to mention also the fact that it's a very high in um, flaxseed is high in omega-3s which is anti-inflammatory. And, you know, for most of us women, whether it's stress or because of what we eat or what we put on our skin, uh, we tend to be very inflamed. So that omega-3 is always, you know, very welcome. And lastly, why I love flaxseed is the fact that it's a, it's a wonderful source of both soluble and non-soluble fiber, which helps us to, you know, evacuate, if you will, uh, have a really good bowel movement, much better. I call that poops we can be proud of. That's, that's what I call it. <laughs> Don't have to tiptoe around that. We're all big poop fans over here. You know, I have to tell you, whenever I travel and I get constipated, because I tend to, a lot of women get constipated when we travel, you know, and I travel with flaxseed and I recommend this for anyone, just having a couple of tablespoons of whole flaxseed uh, in a glass of water before you go to bed and it all bulks out during the night and it evacuates things beautifully. And the evacuation in the case of estrogen and a few other hormones as well, but estrogen even more so, is really important. And the reason is that, you know, when you don't poop on a regular basis, I'm talking about once, twice a day, feeling completely emptied, having a nice, you know, banana shaped kind of a poop, not none of that, you know, not, not running to the bathroom with diarrheas or obviously not being constipated either. And the, the, so the constipation issue causes toxicity and of, of estrogen. So when you, you know, when we metabolize estrogens, right, they, we evacuate them through our poop. That's, that's, that's basically the journey. They get created, they get into the bloodstream, they do the work, they get separated out in the liver, and then through the help of the bile, they get 
you know, pooped out. If we're not pooping them out, then they re-enter the body and then create all that havoc with all the symptoms that I talked about. So big takeaway here. And, and I think that here's an easy visual for everybody is like, if you pooped and you didn't flush, what would happen? <laughs> right? I mean, if you pooped and didn't flush, it does not smell good in there, right? I mean, it's bad. And so you must, you must get it out of your body. Got to get it out. Bring on the flaxseed. You know, it's bring on the flaxseed. So that's that's one of the great foods. Let's let's grab a couple of the other ones because one of the things I love is it's not like these are bizarro things you can't find anywhere. Like, so what are some of the other key foods that people should be looking for that are great superfoods to add into? Their so life? let me talk about a food that I think a lot of your listeners might be interested in. Uh, you know, given your demographic, as you work with more mature women. You know, one of the issues that we have is in that demographic is breast health, right? So you, I'm talking here about fibrocystic breasts, uh, estrogen receptor positive cancers, you know, lumps on the breast, right? A lot of women, when we're going yeah. into our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, that is a real problem. So one of my absolute favorite foods that have been really well researched um, is, uh, you know, this little tiny innocent looking broccoli sprout. And so if you go to the supermarket, you go to Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, or any health store that's near you, just look at where all the green stuff is, all the, you know, all the, all the salads, right? And you, a, lot of time, a lot of times you'll find it in little boxes, broccoli sprouts already sitting there ready to, to go. Now, what's so fantastic about them is that they contain a substance called sulforaphane. Sulforaphane has been you know, well-documented to do two amazing things for us. It's, it's an estrogen receptor blocker. So, you know, the estrogens I was talking about, JJ, that the way we separate them, they can be antagonistic and they make the, the you know, the, the lumps grow and they, they, they cause fibrocystic breasts. They, they are um, they, the reason why women with estrogen receptor positive breast cancers um, have the malignant growth of the tissue. So the beautiful thing about sulforaphane is that it blocks those estrogen receptors. And so that that way, not only does the breast cancer doesn't grow, but it's even studies showing that there, sh- that there is a shrinkage of, of the breast tumors. It's pretty incredible. So, you know, the... Yeah, this said that, like, I've heard you say this before, and I immediately texted a friend who I have who's going through this going, add them in, you know, who has breast cancer. Um, what would, like, what would you do with... I actually don't think I've ever eaten these. What do you do with yeah, them? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, they do not taste the best. I mean, they taste a little bit like grass. You know, neither are they awful, right? But they're kind of like grass, right? And if you keep if you keep them growing, they're basically going to grow into a broccoli. <laughs> so they, they, they do taste like an intense version of broccoli. What do you do with them? You know, your community is big on smoothies and shakes, right? Add that in. To mm-hmm. your shakes because it doesn't add any sugar, so that's a wonderful. Thing. And you won't, so you won't, you won't taste this bittery, exactly. funky thing. Exactly. Anymore. Another thing is just Promise. incorporating that into your salads on a regular basis. You know. Yeah, that seems like it. What about could it go get thrown into stir fries? No. So we do not want to cook. Yeah, no. sulforaphane gets very quickly diminished if we cook it. So we want to have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Glad and, you know, I, and I, I tell you, I mean, this is such a simple thing um, compared to, you know, women who have, who have breast cancers are put on an estrogen blocker called tamoxifen, which is a highly toxic drug, 
right? It's only prescribed to women for, for about five to seven years because after that, it does so much damage to the liver that it's not advised to continue. And here you have these little broccoli sprouts that are just, you know, so incredibly potent. And, you know, Gigi, the reason I'm so passionate about this is because there's so many women, I'm sure you've heard this and you've heard it in, this, in your community as well, who will say, breast cancer runs in my family, right? I'm so afraid I'm going to be next. And living with that fear is like one of the things that is just, is, is such incredibly, you know, I mean, d- diminishing energy is such a sucking energy that sucks the life out of you to, to, to be living with that. And, you know, you can, you have absolute and total control over that just by. I also think if anything, the stress and anxiety of living with that could create the problem. Absolutely. And genetic, you know, breast cancer is only about um, less than 10% of all breast cancers. And so most of them are due to estrogen, which is completely controllable. So that's my little favorite here thing for you. You know, do that one cup. And as a broccoli sprouts. For broccoli all. sprouts. And if you want to have some fun <laughs> no, with it, you can, no. you can make your own broccoli sprouts. Please. Uh, from seeds, oh. just learn how to sprout them. And in my book, I also describe how to do the sprouting. It really takes five days to get it done. And, you know, um, and it's super easy. And uh, by the way, beautiful book for everybody listening, like this book, Cooking for Hormone Balance, like an absolutely gorgeous book. Like you did an amazing job. So good. For you. All right. So we got flax going in the smoothie. We've got broccoli sprouts. What else? What's another cool thing? And that's amazing for breast health. I know we got a couple other things I want to make sure we address too, that are big concerns in my community. Yeah. So, so um, did you say you still want to talk about breast health? I do have one more. Well, no, I think we got breast health. I'm, I'm like, I know ones that uh, I'm hoping you've got some solutions for things like hot flashes, oh, yeah. you know, any of the, you know, I mean, there's nothing like a hot flash. I remember going, you know, going to sleep with my husband getting tossed across the bed because he's like, well, you're like on fire. I'm like, and that's not good, by the way. That's not when you want to yeah, be on it's, fire. You know, it's that moment when you are in a meeting, right? Or you are in a shop and it just, everything, just the whole world stops because it's all about your hot flash, right? And you just, you're trying to hide it. It's yeah. so embarrassing. It's so uncomfortable. It feels so self-conscious, right? Well, here's the great news about this, and that is hot flashes actually can be completely reversed and very well managed. Hot flashes as well as night sweats, right? And, and for that, I want to uh, give you an example of one of our community members. Her name is Janice. And Janice, I remember, reported, she said, you know, <clears throat> I've noticed that every time I, um, after ha- I have breakfast at 8 o'clock and then I go to work, and she, she worked as a nurse. I'm on my feet all day long, right? And 11 o'clock, it hits me. Like I get this biggest hot flash and and I have to go to the bathroom and just wait through it because I'm too embarrassed. I just cannot work and focus when it happens. And so what she discovered is that she said, you know, but then I realized if 15 minutes before 11 a.m., if I have a bunch of nuts, right, which is all full of protein and fats, uh, my hot flash just doesn't happen. And I said, well, that's wonderful. Well, let's, that's, that's, you know, that's a solution too, but let's also talk about that's life-changing. <laughs> and it also opens up an opportunity to ask another question. What exactly do you eat for breakfast? And her breakfast was, you know, one of those typical American breakfasts, which is um, she was doing a toast with some, with some uh, jam that she later, she switched to oatmeal with a lot of dried fruit, right. And maple syrup on top. So if you really think about it, there is, 
you know, in my books, it's definitely way too much carbohydrates and way too much processed sugar and even fructose from the fruit itself. Way too much sugar. And I know, JJ, you are big on this sugar. Um, and um, so one of the things that we had done with Janice is that we've changed her breakfast. And one of the things that you will see in my cookbook, I hardly use any breakfast that have a significant amount of sugar. There are a couple of sweet ones. There's a lot of other savory breakfasts. And so, you know, mm. this is what we did with Janice. We changed, we basically changed her breakfasts. And she, what I call a PFF kind of breakfast, stands for protein, fat, and fiber kind of breakfast. I'm with you. You just said my three magic Oh, there we go. Yep. <laughs> you and I on the same page. Um, yes. Changes everything. I mean, the like, worst thing you can do is big carb, <laughs> like a low protein, low fat carb hit oh, in the morning just to really set you off. Right. You know? Or having, you know, or having an orange juice, right? And a croissant. I mean, kind of, I mean, oh. that just sets you up for total. You know how I feel about juice. So what I will say, and this is for Janice, is that, you know, sugar balance when it comes to hot flashes and night sweats is the first thing that you can do. And so many women have an incredible improvement right away. Um, So starting off with breakfast is a really great uh, starting point. And I know I I just love the work you're doing on sugar because that is just, it's just life changing. And not only is the hot flashes, but is the energy levels change. And as one of, uh, you know, our, our community members said, we have a very, you know, we have, I have a thriving online community and um, a lot of sharings, a lot of, a lot of communal support and a lot of renting and venting, you know, it's the right place to do that. And one of the women came on and she said, you know, in order to change my nights, I had to change my breakfasts. And who would have thought, right? Just by powerful, powerful stuff, right? <laughs> just, she just changed the breakfast yeah. and then guess what? She had such she stopped insomnia stopped and she was able to sleep through the nights having no night sweats whatsoever this is a woman who was in her you know mid 50s right amazing yeah so that's incredible now since you started brought the age card up there what about another one that i get asked all the time and i will tell you honestly i've been like eh, um i got nothing um it is that moment when you're doing a downward dog and you look at your skin and go who's that <laughs> <laughs> and it's like well. <laughs> now are you a magic worker do you have anything there yeah because <laughs> you told me your age the other day and I about fell over so clearly something's <laughs> working yeah so you know sucking skin happens when our estrogen levels start diminishing right going down uh, but also low testosterone can also be causing both sucking skin as well as muscle loss right and so you know there's there is a couple of natural things that we can do straight away um, to fix that. So, you know, the first thing I will go back to that flaxseed, you know, flaxseed has the highest level of estrogen in it. So bring that on. And I'm talking here about two tablespoons a day, add it to your smoothies. You can sprinkle that on top of a salad, top of a soup. Uh, Do not cook it. We do not want to be killing the omega threes by cooking it. So that there you have it. So flaxseed will be the first one. The second solution I have for your audience when it comes to that sagging skin muscle loss issue is to work with significant, you know, to bring up your progesterone levels naturally. And for that, JJ, I know we have a gift for your listeners that will teach them on something really fascinating, but really simple. It's called the seed rotation method. 
So you're basically using the, the, the idea behind it. I'm just going to give you the idea. You guys can learn that the exact method from, um, from JJ's gift. The seed rotation basically uses a different kind of seeds to bring up uh, for two weeks to bring up your estrogen levels. And then after two weeks, you switch for another two weeks to boosting your progesterone levels, but just by using um, seeds such as sunflower and sesame seeds to boost your progesterone levels. Why? Because they're high in zinc and vitamin E, which are the precursors for your um, corpus lithium to be producing progesterone. So having the progesterone estrogen balance helps tremendously with skin conditions, with better quality sleep, with, um, you know, just feeling much calmer, uh, not having any mood swings. So huge benefits of using the, the seed rotation method. I actually, I'll be honest with you, when I learned about it from a naturopath many years ago, and she told me about it, and she said, try it with your clients. And I was like, what? Simple seeds like that? Seriously? And she said, yeah, I've never heard of it. I mean, I feel like, like, where the heck have I been? Honestly, like when you said it, I was like, how did I not hear about it? And, you know, the cool thing is this is simple, easy, easy things to get. Doesn't cost much. And uh, you're getting it free, everybody. Oh, and you're going to get it at, um, okay. I'm, we're saying you're teasing everybody and not telling them where they're getting it. So in the show notes, jjvirgin.com forward slash hormone balance, all our cool stuff. And you will get the link to the seed rotation guide, which I just, it's like, this is so good. And I know this is just a little highlight of what all is in your book that I was lucky enough to get an early copy of. So that is one everyone's going to want to get as well. Because again, these are like easy, yummy recipes that are game changers. And that's what's so exciting about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for saying that. And uh, so let me ask you this. Has, is your audience um, suffering from things like that stubborn belly fat that starts happening after? Oh, no. They, they've got no issues at all with that. Never complaining about that at all. <laughs> Just, I don't know, once a day. Yeah, that's every time I do Instagram or Facebook Live, that one comes up. I mean, what is it my mother used to call it? And I'm like, I'm not becoming my mother. I'm not becoming my mother. You know, she used to call it shifting sands, where like all of a sudden you have no no butt and it all went to your stomach. And I'm like, I'm not succumbing to shifting sands. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. So so here's an interesting thing. So belly fat is a lot of times connected to, you know, remember how I was talking earlier about that estrogen dominance is causing the fat to be deposited around the hips and and the thighs, right? So when it comes to belly fat, it's actually is the sugar and insulin resistance and just generally high blood sugar levels that are causing belly fat to be, um, you know, the storage, the preferred storage facility, if you will, for, for, for that hormonal imbalance. And so what the first thing I would, I would say, you know, for your audience is really to follow JJ's recommendations on all the sugar balance stuff because that stuff is really solid. Like doing it a 100%, not trying, um, you know, not dabbling, just like committing and getting off sugar and really doing it. Yes, it's not a it's hobby. Not a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a hobby. You want to get that belly off. You know, the second thing that I see with belly fat with women, and I think that has a lot to do with just bringing the overall inflammation down, and that is reducing food sensitivities. So I know that's your other uh, message, right, about your seven yes. foods. And so I actually work with not all exactly seven, the same sevens, but very similar ones. And so, you know, it's, it's exactly the same thing. I, I cannot tell you how many women 
um, have told us, you know, in our on our boards that every time they get off a food sensitivity, they've just discovered. And the really the big ones, I mean, the glutens, the dairies, right? Uh, the corn, the soys, and the belly, the belly just, you know, immediately starts um, going down. The third one I have for you when it comes to belly fat is, you know, is our liver health, right? And, you know, the more we, the, the older we get, the, the hotter the liver has, would have been working by then. And what you want to really do is support your liver in, as much as you can. And yes, yeah, sure, there's a lot of de- different detoxes that people do and to support the liver, yada, yada. But then, you know, it's, I, I think the best way to really support um, your body is to commit to doing something on a regular basis, developing a routine. And though every time you look at your plate, you look, you look at it and go, that is like a medicinal bowl. There's like a bowl of supplements I'm taking right here in front of me. Every one of these ingredients has a reason why it's not my plate. And that's really how I structured my cookbook, JJ. You know, it's like every food item has a story, has a reason to be there on your plate. And, and you know, when it comes to liver function, just to resolve that belly fat, which is not just going to help the belly fat, but a lot of other things, including mental clarity, your energy levels, your quality of sleep, the quality of skin. I mean, all your hormones actually are metabolized in the liver as well. So it's your body's just going to be so thankful. Um, can I give you a couple of um, foods that I love for liver support? Super, super quick. And then we're wrapping up. We're already like seven minutes over, but we're just, there's so much gold here. And I want to remind everybody, because I know people are probably like, I'm driving. I can't write this. Don't worry. <laughs> really amazing show notes from today's show. You're going to be getting at uh, jjvirgin.com forward slash hormone balance. So yes, hit us with a cover, couple of, Liver love and Super food. simple. The first one, bring on the cruciferous vegetables. Uh, you know, and what I mean by those is the brassica family of veggies, which are your know, arugula, broccoli. Of course, the broccoli spreads we talked about. Kale, collard greens, bok choy. Um, did I mention cauliflower? You know, those, are, those are the ones you're talking about bringing in four to five cups a day you know, in your diet, oh my God, your body's going to love it. It contains a substance called methane, also known as DIM, which helps us with detoxification pathways in the liver, including estrogen. So really wonderful addition. The second one is a little bit more rare, but also I think it's fascinating. It easily can be purchased in many health stores and online. And that's dandelion root or dandelion leaves. Not very common in our culture, but you know what? Using dandelion, roasted dandelion root and making a coffee out of that or a latte, which doesn't have any caffeine in it, is an absolute golden food for the liver. And so, and I've got a recipe, I've got a couple of recipes actually using uh, dandelion roots um, in, uh, in my cookbook. Very cool. All right. So big takeaways here. Get this cookbook, eating deliciously that gets your hormones balanced is way easier than you think. It doesn't involve like going off to some like crazy land and finding weird medicinal foods you've never heard of. <laughs> this is stuff you can get in the grocery store. So that's really cool. There's a couple simple ones you can add in to your morning smoothies that make a big difference, which I love. So again, um, go to the show notes, jjvirgin.com forward slash hormone balance. We will have all of that info there. 
And Magdalena, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Just amazing stuff. Obviously, you will have to come back. I think we're going to do a really cool Facebook Live cooking show with you, which I'm really yeah, excited Yeah, let's bring some of those live, those foods to life and some people can really see. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to have some fun with broccoli sprouts. That's what I want to do. So <laughs> thank you again for joining me. Now, after the break, I'll be answering a listener's questions. So stay with me. When you make a small change to something you do every day, the impact over time can be huge. And when it comes to breakfast, you don't want to blow it because your breakfast sets the pace for your entire day. That's why JJ created the all-in-one plant-based breakfast shake to start your day right. Whether you are vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to consume more plant-based foods, this breakfast shake is for you. It comes in three delicious flavors, vanilla, chocolate, and chai, and helps give you sustained energy, cuts cravings, and can melt pounds from your waistline. Visit jjvirgin.com forward slash products to shift your fat loss and energy into high gear today. Welcome back. This is the time where I answer a listener's question, and today's question comes from Fran in Ocean Park. And she says, okay, JJ, you've convinced me I'm going to start cooking, but I'm short on time. So I need some easy shortcuts to be able to do this well. All right. So I don't know about you, but the last thing I need to do is spend more time in uh, <laughs> in the kitchen. I am totally busy too. So I completely get that. So I've figured out how to do healthy meals literally in minutes. And it all comes down to being prepared. So what I've done is I actually got an extra freezer. And my extra freezer is stocked with great clean protein from my buddies over at ButcherBox. We'll be sure to put the info for ButcherBox and Vital Choice in the show notes. So I have all of that stocked in there. So I've got pastured chicken and pastured pork. I've got grass-fed beef. I get amazing lamb from my buddy, Jeff Moore. And then I have salmon and scallops and crab claws and halibut. So I have my freezer stocked. I also stock it with bone broth from my buddy, Chef Lance. So that's all done. Then I make sure that I have the things I need in my pantry. So that would be lentil noodles, garbanzo beans. Sorry, Dave Asprey. <laughs> Dave and I have a running joke about garbanzo beans um, and wild rice and some different kinds of soup. So I have a bunch of stuff in my pantry. So I'm well stocked in there too. At some point I'll do a pantry tour so you can see what I got in there. Then, oh, and lots of coconut milk is stashed in my pantry as well. And then in my fridge every week, I get fresh vegetables. So I'll get zucchini noodles. I'll get romaine lettuce, spinach carrots, um, cherry tomatoes. Usually I'll get some butternut squash and some butternut squash noodles, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower. I'm in love with cauliflower rice. I have that in the freezer as well from Trader Joe's, cauliflower rice and um, fire roasted vegetables in the pantry. I also have chunky tomatoes. So I have all of this stuff stashed. Oh, ghee, eat good fat ghee. Um, and we'll put a link to my Amazon influencer page with all this good stuff in there too. So I have great stuff stocked in there from ButcherBox, Thrive Market, uh, Vital Choice. And so I'm well stocked. And of course, I have really good oils and really good spices. I was like, what are those things called in the bottle that you shake? You know, spices. 
so that it's really easy for me to go to the freezer, pull out the protein we're going to have for dinner, then figure out which type of a low, slow carb I'm going to have. Is it going to be maybe some lentil noodles? Is it going to be wild rice? Is it going to be butternut squash? Grab or, or grab those things out, maybe some sweet potato. And then I always grab out a vegetable. So broccoli, cauliflower, rice, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, something simple. And that is literally what I do. So I might steam up some wild rice in some bone broth, add some ghee, um, saute up some wild salmon, and then do some broccoli with a little um, grass-fed butter, and I'm done. And literally, that takes 15 minutes. So here's where it really you really win. You've got to have a great shopping list of your staples, and you just make sure that you keep your staples in your freezer and your pantry well-stocked, and that you get the groceries, the, and you can order these off Instacart or Amazon Fresh, but you get your vegetables in every week. And you have a couple things stashed in the freezer, like cauliflower rice and the... the um, onions and peppers, and you're totally dialed and set. And you can literally make dinner in 15 minutes or less. And now you've heard from Magdalena, and I'm going to say, get her cookbook so that you can also just learn how to throw a couple different things in there. Like, you know, like she talked about doing the seed rotation. I was like, I have never heard this before, but I could totally do that with my smoothies in the morning. So it's super simple to do. You actually end up saving time because when you look at what it really takes to say, go out to eat, first of all, it's going to cost a lot more. You can't really count on getting what you want. You don't really know what you put. they put in there. And it took time to go to the restaurant. So this is the easiest way that I know to do this. And then you can always win even bigger by making extra protein that night and throwing it on your salad the next day double win. And I always love those two for ones. So that's the simple thing. Thanks so much for asking that one. Now, if you'd like to submit a question, head on over to my Facebook page at JJ Virgin Official or at Instagram at JJ.Virgin. We scour those to grab questions so I can answer them on the podcast. The other thing that we scour to bring onto the podcast are our reviews from iTunes. And I super appreciate these. First of all, because I know when people are looking, trying to decide which podcast they should listen to, that reviews mean a ton. They really, really matter. So love that. And plus, it means a ton to me and the team. You know, we read these and we really appreciate you doing that. So I'm going to feature today, Love My JJ Five Stars from Pukey's Mom. (laughs) who says, thank goodness the wait for a JJ Virgin podcast is over. Ah, so I super appreciate if you feel so inclined to jump on over to iTunes, leave a review means a ton while you're there, subscribe and share it with your pals because good friends help other friends get healthy with them. Alrighty. I'll see you next week. Bye. That's all for this episode of the JJ Virgin lifestyle show, which marks another step towards a healthier body and mind. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And we'll talk to you next week.